This week's support for the fine print with Attorney Jen Route comes from Thrivent Financial. For more than 100 years, Thrivent has offered financial guidance about saving, spending, and sharing. Thrivent helps more than 2.3 million member owners be wise with money through its broad range of products and services, including life insurance, annuities, and mutual funds. To learn more about what makes Thrivent unique, contact John Grolo, FIC Financial Associate, at 614-567-7141. And now, The Fine Print with Attorney Jen Rout. Print with Attorney Jen Rout. I am Attorney Jen Rout, and with me, as always, is my snazzy sidekick, Ben Needendahl. I will absolutely accept that compliment. Thank I, you very much. I appreciate it. I thought you'd like that one. How you doing? Great. How are you? Good. It has been a little bit. It's been a minute. Yeah, and I feel sorry. like maybe we probably owe a little bit of an apology to our listening. We actually did get a message, and 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 our thank bad. you. Um, everybody's fine. Uh, this, for me, anyway, this happens to be like the most bananas part of my entire year where I've got a zillion projects that are due and getting shot and everything like that. So it just turned into one of those just scheduling nightmares we couldn't make happen, that kind of thing. And Jen, I'm sure is the same way. Same thing. It's real estate season. I own a title company. It's a thing. We're busy. Yeah. (laughs) So, but either way, yeah, no, we're, we're still here. Everything's fine. We're all good. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so I mean, it's we're back and, and recording, and today I, I guess we're we're talking something real estate related. Is that the case? It, yes, and we even have a special guest. We do. We do. Do you want to introduce yourself? Yes, I'm Jason Mertens. Oh, it's oh, Jason, Jason Mertens from the Mertens Guide to Home Ownership. <laughs> oh my God, this is like chocolate in my peanut butter. This is too <laughs> damned good. Am I am I the chocolate or the peanut butter? Band? You are definitely the chocolate. Okay, sir. that's what I like to hear. Yeah. No offense. <laughs> You like peanut butter. <laughs> I'm good, yeah. So, How are you guys doing today? Doing well. How about you? Oh, I'm doing really well. Excellent. Excellent. Well, thanks for coming on. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So uh, Thanks for so, having me. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, what's the what's the topic of discussion today? What okay. do I sound what do I get to sound stupid about today? <laughs> okay. Well, we have had our or I have been inundated with complaints and can we do this and can we not do that? And a bunch of questions from sellers. Who are doing for sale by owners right now because the real estate market, especially in central Ohio, is um, we'll say a bit tight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kicking is another word that might be acceptable. It's doing yes. very well. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. So basically, there's no inventory, mm. which means there's too many buyers, not enough sellers, and sellers are getting over asking price, and there's often bidding wars. And buyers are writing very emotional letters to sellers, <laughs> trying to win them over. And realtors, That's, listen, that is hilarious to me. Actually, <laughs> that, that it's it's like um, uh, I don't know. It's almost like you know, getting like you know, letters of recommendation and stuff like that. Oh, we're the perfect people to buy your house. You know, please, please, please. We've got this and this. That's that's it. Literally crazy. happens a lot. That's crazy. Right. People do it. Um, and then there's the. Uh, Realtors who are representing sellers who then have to say, give us your highest and best offer. And that's code in realtor terms or legal <laughs> terms. Um, and it's always a little suspect. Yeah. Would you agree with that? Highest and best offer? You yeah. think it's suspect? Well, the reason I say that is you never, you're not allowed to know what all the other offers are. Right. 
So, well, technically. Technically. It depends on what the seller's wishes are. Right. But yeah, Technically. Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, you're really not. Typically, a seller doesn't want everybody to know what the other offers are because they want to get the highest offer. Right. So then realtors come back with, give us yeah. your highest and best offer. Yeah. And then the questions I get from a legal setting is, do they really have offers? Can we ask for proof of offers? <laughs> are they just saying this to make sure this is a great question? Much? Are they just driving the price up, basically? Right. Yeah. And then it's a legit question to ask. I think you know? it absolutely is. And the other concern is, I've had people, buyers, who have lost houses. They offered thirty-five thousand dollars over asking, still lost the house. Yeah. And these sellers are accepting these offers, but they still have contingencies built in like sure. an appraisal contingency yes that's the big one with the with these offers right so man we make an offer and it's for thirty five thousand dollars over the asking price but we have an appraisal contingency so let's just say thirty five thousand over asking is three hundred thousand yeah but we're saying it has to appraise for three hundred thousand hmm. if not yeah the price drops down uh. so then you may not be getting Hmm. The true highest and best offer because you're in contract for 300, yeah. but you have an appraisal contingency. Yeah, a lot of buyers are actually waiving the appraisal contingencies, especially if they have a lot of cash that they can cover the difference. Because typically, when a realtor lists a property, um, ideally, it's going to probably hit pretty close to that as an appraisal. Yeah. Um, but there's certain things that we can do to to help the appraiser out as far as with the with the number show him other offers those types of things right um but we're not allowed to actually help him come up with the huh the value yeah so, so i guess is this i guess a, if, is this a product of the current market is this the new normal that this is i mean like obviously right now the housing market is what it is it doesn't look like it's going to change anytime soon um you know but i mean is this how things are just just kind of a product of the times that we live in or is this just because of the, the way the market is kind of shook out in our our area i mean i i'd say anytime you have a seller's market that this that's this hot um you'll probably have some similar transactions kind of to what jen is describing yeah backside yeah yeah absolutely because mm -hmm. yeah. people get desperate you get excited you know there's a competitive spirit sometimes that kicks right. in and there's a lot of things that go into it. So yeah. you kind of got to, as a realtor, you know, we have to kind of gauge our, our, our client's interest. And if they really are dead set on this property, we have to let them know like, Hey, you know, we went, when we saw it, there's 10 other people that are also looking at it. There's a hundred cards stacked on the counter. There's probably going to be a multiple offer situation. Wow. You probably want to come in pretty strong. Yeah. So, I mean, there's things that we can notice now, if we go there and we're the only ones there, there's no other cards on the counter and I'm looking I'm going to be a little skeptical if they say, Hey, we've got all these offers. Okay. You know, yeah. and, but I'll, I'll let my client know that's what they've told me and yeah. I'll present them with what I believe to be true. And, and we'll go from there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It seems like kind of a perfect storm of just like things just kind of get gamey at this <laughs> stage, you know, and like the, the market is what it is and it's, yeah. It, it definitely is. And, yeah. and, and I've noticed sellers tend to get a little greedy at this point in time yes. um, with the negotiations. What? Yes, no. absolutely. Humans? <laughs> I, know. I don't believe you. I don't believe <laughs> yep. you at all. So other things that can come up because of this, like from a legal standpoint, is buyers are buying houses as is. Yeah. Which is okay, except then you find <laughs> that they concealed water in the basement. <laughs> 
There's like black lots of the attic and yeah, yeah. They, they may have lied on some things. Yeah. Residential property disclosure, for yeah. instance, um, which is a document where the seller says, "Here's everything about the property that we know." Yeah. <laughs> um, I have one right now where the seller marked. There's a box on this residential property disclosure form that says, "Is the water sufficient for the property?" Yes or no. Is the like the water coming the in water. like the water pressure? Okay. Yeah, like, water you, pressure. Okay. So, a house of this size standard would be thirteen to fifteen gallons per minute. It's coming in at two to three gallons per minute. But who's to say what sufficient means? Maybe the seller's a ninety-year-old woman who flushes the toilet once a week and <laughs> doesn't bathe and doesn't really need to use much water. Right. Compared to a family of four. Right. Sure. Yeah. So what? Yeah. What is sufficient? what's sufficient? Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's varying levels of sufficient, I suppose, in that regard. So, so I have a question about that with the uh, residential property disclosure. What what kind of liability do sellers have when they fill that out? Like, let's say they don't disclose something and it can be kind of shown that they did know about it because they had a quote <laughs> trying to fix that problem. Done. Mm-hmm. It's also known as fraud. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Which can carry with it treble damages. So that's triple your damages. Um, and as an example, I had one case where... The seller had built the addition, mm-hmm. and inside the addition, he did not connect the HVAC. He ran ductwork and did not connect it to the furnace or air conditioner. Um, he so also, that's important, right? You got you yeah, got a little, little <laughs> bit important. It's a thing. Kind of like getting a refrigerator, not plugging it in the uh-huh. wall. You know. Then he had leaking pipes, and his solution was to put cool whip bolts underneath the pipes and then drywall over it. Whoa! So that's a that's that's, a plumbing YouTube video. I think I saw that. I think I saw that. (laughs) Holy crap! And then he conveniently forgot about all that. How do you forget that though? I don't know. And he sat on the building board zoning board. Oh no! So he knew. He knew better. It wasn't even just a you know some guy who had never done construction right who right was kind of half thought it might be it. right <laughs> right no no, no. he mm, knew what he was talking about that's no good man. ouch right so i assume you can get in serious trouble for that right yeah because that's so the, what was the word Fra- fraud fraud Fra- oh fraud 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 okay all right <laughs> Fraud. It's a German pronunciation. It's fraud or misrepresentation <laughs> because you're misrepresenting the property to induce the buyers into buying the property. And this was a $750,000 property. Oh, my God. Like, it was not a cheap little yeah. eighty grand property in the hood. This was a nice property out at a lake. It was someone's second home. Wow. Oh, man. Right. So, like, that's a big deal. Yeah, that's a real big deal. And that could get them in very big trouble. Yeah. And it was something like $78,000 to fix everything. And then you said triple the, the cost and of that. And if we had to have gone to a lawsuit and won, which we, we I, I feel pretty confident in saying, <laughs> <laughs> could have knocked that one out of the park. Yeah. Um, next thing you know, that's three times. And there goes basically their retirement fund because that's what they use this house for. Yeah. So, don't commit fraud. Um, how we resolved it is I wrote a letter that said, listen, here's why we know you know. 
here's why we know you lied. And here's what's going to happen if we don't resolve this. Yeah. They're asking just for you to pay what it costs to fix it. That's pretty reasonable. It's exceptionally reasonable. Yeah, absolutely. And they cut a check and we called it a day. I'm sure they did. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because if not, because you can also get attorney fees when there's fraud and misrepresentation and like, yeah, it gets expensive quick. Yeah. We don't yeah. want you to have that. Yeah. <laughs> so, fraud, yeah. no good. Fraud, yeah. no good. Yes. And I'm finding that sellers, because it's such a hot market. Yeah feeling they can get away with some things. Mm. <laughs> there's, you know, so you go into a contract mm-hmm. and there's a inspection period and then there's a request for remedy, mm-hmm. which says, please fix this. And sellers are like, nope. Wow. Hmm. Which is okay. Yeah. Except with certain loans. Yeah. Because like an FHA loan or a VA loan requires a certain standard. And if it's not there, they won't approve the loan. Oh, okay. So basically they could kill the deal. Yes, they could. Wow. Yeah. Huh. So the power falls pretty squarely into the the seller's hands in this situation. Yeah. Hence the term. (laughs) Absolutely. Hence the term seller's market. Yes, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Huh. Wow. Yeah. Have you seen a lot of that? Yes. Yeah. Wow. Um, and I've been rep- representing a lot of for sale by owners because they're not seeing the value in a realtor. Yeah. And I'll have to educate them later. Right. <laughs> Jason I mean, has some strong opinions on that. Uh, absolutely agree. Like, for sale by owners are great in certain circumstances. Mom selling to kid. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. There's no re- like, there's no reason to have realtor. You already have built-in seller. Exactly. No problem. Right. Absolutely. Um, an estate selling to an heir. Mm-mm. Absolutely. Same thing. Yeah. We already, we have somebody. Yeah. You just need someone to handle the paperwork. Right. Absolutely. So to pay an attorney to draft the contract, to make sure everybody gets to the financing, to do all the right disclosures, all of that stuff. Cool. Yeah. Um, But there is some risk when you're not fully represented trying to sell something yourself mm-hmm. because there's definitely an argument to be made that the commissions paid to a realtor will actually raise what you get and they become the intermediary. Mm. So, Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Um, it makes life easier. Yeah. Yep. I can see Absolutely. That. It makes my life even, easier. Even <laughs> a lot of people don't realize it, but like even like showing the home, like if you're trying to sell the home, you're going to have to be there to show the home because I mean, you don't have a code. You can't put a lockbox in right. there and give yeah. that information out yeah, to just, other people. Yeah. Just gonna have so walking exactly. So yeah, you really actually, good. and then it also makes it more difficult to sell your home when you're actually there because people don't feel fr- as free to kind of like experience the home. They kind of just yeah. see it as your home still. I can see that. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Huh? Right. And what sellers often forget is custom in central Ohio. This is not true in other areas. It changes based on your area and the state and laws and the whole list of things. But in central Ohio, the seller pays the realtors. Yeah. Which Absolutely. means if the buyer has a realtor, there's still 3% going to the realtor. Hmm. Standard is a 6% commission for realtors. And that gets split between the buyer's agent and the seller's agent. Right. So if you're saving 3%, right. but it could be costing you. A lot more than 3%. Easily. Yeah. 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 And uh-huh. most, 
transactions where I'm representing the buyer, it costs the seller quite a bit more than 3%. Huh. Yeah. That's, yeah, don't don't sell your own home if that's the case, man. You know, hire somebody who knows what they're doing, you know? Right. Yeah. They're, they're professionals for a reason. Yep, yep. Just like don't write your own contract for a for sale by <laughs> owner. <laughs> <laughs> FYI, or legal Zoom. We've all talked about yeah. legal Zoom. We all know how Everybody's. much... <laughs> not may, not sponsor of the podcast this no, week. I, <laughs> I make lots of money off of legal Zoom gone bad. Yeah, um, you are welcome to use it. Yeah, I would tell you not to. Yeah, it's no. cheaper to do it the right way the first time. That makes sense. Same thing with realtors. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So it's a crazy market. Other weird things you're seeing right now. Um, as far as sellers, yeah. let's see or here. buyers. I, I'm seeing like buyers just have like this mad rush. Like if, if some a property hits the market, it's like you got to be like there like right now. Um, like I had a, a, a buyer. We were actually out at another list. We were checking out another property and another property hit the market. And like I got an alert. They got the same alert and they're like, we got to go see it. So I called over there, got him. And like we got it in contract before like anybody else. But this is like there's just such a mad rush to get like to be the first to be able to get in there just because buyers are looking for any type of advantage right now. Yeah. And it's tough to come by. And yeah. sellers are onto that. And a lot of agents are kind of taking that buyer's advantage away by saying, hey, leave your offers open until three days from the first day of showing. Okay. Right. But that leaves, which to me, I think is perfectly reasonable. At the same time, it also takes away the buyer's advantage um, in the negotiation of trying to be first one in, trying to get the, get, you know, even if they yeah. offer a full price offer yeah. or more, you know, trying to get that done doesn't really help them anymore. Yeah. yeah. I'm seeing a lot of listings come like late Thursday night, first thing Friday morning with an open house scheduled Sunday. And it says straight out, no offers will be accepted before whatever time on Monday. Uh, okay. So yeah. that way it's just, here's what it is. Everybody can see it for three days. Yeah. And then we will choose what's best. Right. Now, the interesting thing that I found about this is that there's actually no requirement. You could probably no, no requirement to uh, back this up. If the seller receives an offer and wants to accept it, they can accept it before that period is up. Absolutely. Huh. So even it's if not like a sign, you could put it like out a, there. Yeah, there's nothing legally yeah. binding on on our wow. MLS except for the buyer's commission, huh. whatever's listed. That's the only thing that's legally binding right. per our MLS. It's almost like an advertisement. Um, that says uh, all the car dealerships that say, you know, no money down, 0% financing, and then you have all the legal caveats. Yeah. Kind of the same thing. Yeah. Would you call that the fine print? The fine print. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, We have come full circle. This will be the last episode. (laughs) Look at him go. Same idea. There's no nothing binding. The MLS is just an advertisement. It can be evidence if yeah. something is wrong with the house later. Like going back to that fraud and disclosure, if it's here's the condition of the home as posted on the MLS, and this is what it looked like when we saw it, and then we go and it's been destroyed. Yeah. That's evidence. Right. But there's nothing legally binding. It's an advertisement, hmm. basically. That's crazy. That, that I mean, I, it's it just seems, even in like the advertising world, there's rules against things like that. I mean, it's 
false advertising. I mean, it's right. Yeah, but it's it's kind of wacky that that's how everything works. But in this case, is it just that's the way it's always been done? Is that the idea? Or? No, in this case, you're entering into a contract. Right. So you're advertising an opportunity uh, okay. to enter into a contract. Gotcha. Ver- which would be the same for any other organization that's offering the opportunity to then contract. Right. The contract is what matters. Yeah. Versus um, like a sale on biscuits at wherever. Biscuit Mart. Yes. I, I think that's where I buy my biscuits. <laughs> that's, that's, biscuits, biscuits, biscuits on third or right. you know, biscuits are us or biscuit mart, you know, so. Right. But I mean, that's why biscuits. Columbus I have no is a idea. very weird town. Uh, <laughs> a lot of biscuit stores. So, here. I mean, like, okay. So obviously this is the way it is in our market here in central Ohio. I mean, is, is it like this in other cities now or yes. is it is it kind of across the board kind of everywhere or just I think probably not necessarily across cities. the board, but there's yeah. a lot of areas where it is. Definitely. Yeah. yeah Columbus. Um, I think I just read an, an article stating and I can't give you the references. I think it was about the eighth hottest real estate market right now in the country. Oh so God. we're up there. Yeah. Um, so we're, we're, we're doing well as yeah. far as selling real estate. And, yeah. Um, All the realtors I know are just like happier than clams. I'm sure they are. (laughs) They're like, getting's good right now, man. Absolutely. Right. But I mean, to give an example, um, like statistically in history, earlier in the season, there's normally about 12,000 homes on the market. Mm -hmm. There were 6,000 homes. Oh, my God. So, and part of this is because we had 2008 happen. Right. And builders had been building like crazy leading into 2008. Right. And then the crash happened. Yeah. And they sat with homes that couldn't be moved. Yeah. And so they're not ready to jump into full on building mode again. Sure. So as this area continues to grow, Mm. there's a shortage. And as consumer confidence comes back post 2008, people are ready to buy. The other factor is millennials. Mm. So everyone likes to talk about millennials and millennials are a problem, <laughs> um, but not really. I don't think they're a problem. But I don't think so. Okay. Um, but historically, people bought homes much younger. Yeah. But everything has shifted as far as when we are doing things. People used to get married yeah, in like, the 70s. They got married right after high school. Right. Which means they were buying a house and having babies a few years after high school. Right. It has slowly been pushed back. And millennials right. are spending an additional four to eight years in school. Yeah. So that puts them in their mid-20s. Yeah. And then they have to work a couple years. And they're not marrying until generally their early 30s. Right. And when do you go buy the house in the burbs? Yeah. After you get married. After you get married and it's yep. time to have kids. Yeah, absolutely. So the oldest millennials are just now at 35. Yeah. So there's they're just now coming into that time where they want the house in the burbs. Yeah. Before this, they didn't want it. They didn't want to be tied down. They didn't know where they were going to be. Exactly. And it's a shift in the generations. Yeah. Yeah. And nobody understands, like, your old school, we've been well, doing this for 40 years. They didn't understand it at first. But if you think about it. That all makes perfect sense. Yeah. To compound the problem, though, um, the baby boomers are actually trying to downsize, move into single family homes, or it's not single family homes, but single level homes, oh. um, and into single level level living. But then, 
millennials don't want the baby boomers homes. That's right. the other problem yeah. we're running into. Right. Is that they, they kind of want millennials, millennials are kind of like, like we kind of well, like we this tiny homes. homes. We <laughs> like smaller homes. We don't yeah. want to have to deal with, you know, the larger homes as much. Right. Um, I, so that's kind of one of the other things is so they're kind of two groups of people, large groups of people kind of going after the same product. Hmm. Right. Wow. Well, and in the perfect storm, we are caught directly in the middle of it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. Now, from a commercial building perspective, this yeah, is really yeah. nice because now you're seeing um, a lot of construction for retirement villages, nursing homes, and a ton more apartments because there's not enough of anything else. Yeah. And we are anticipating yeah. that as the older generation needs it, there's not enough room in nursing homes. Mm -hmm. So that's a big issue. Yeah. But that's also leading to other issues of how do we keep people in their homes longer because nobody actually wants to live in a nursing home. Right. 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 Yeah. And a lot of people are remodeling their homes, you know, even like adding a bedroom onto the first floor, mm -hmm. you know, changing a lot of the floor plans around just so that they can just stay in their home. Um, I've seen a lot of, you know, they have the lifts for the stairs now. Um, oh, yeah. So a lot of modifications are being done. Wow. I had a friend who's 32 who was all excited to try the lift that takes him to the basement. <laughs> it was an older lady. Who was, sure. That, yeah. That's where the laundry was. Yeah. And he's like, it's just kind of fun to do. Yeah. He's like, it makes no sense for me to keep it. Right. But it is kind of fun to just throw the basket on, let it run. It's my yeah. up. I would probably play with that for hours. Yeah. Like, yeah. Hmm. I, you know what? I, it would be basket transport for me. I think it would just What else can I transport to, right? in yeah. this thing? It's like, it just makes it all the way up to the bed. Yeah. It'd be perfect. It's like a it's like a laundry chute, but in reverse. And like, hey, honey, slow. ask me for something. Yeah. <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> Stick it on the chair. That would be awesome. Right. So, well, right. Uh, yeah, I mean, that, that's it's, it's really interesting market right now. And it is kind of crazy how many apartment complexes are going up in the area. And I mean, it's just they're everywhere right now. They just keep putting in new ones. And, and it seems like the building thing is starting to pick back up, too, because from oh, my definitely. end of things, I'm starting to see real estate companies, uh, and I don't want to name any company names or anything like that, but the ones that produce lots and lots of homes and have like two letter names um, are, the, are they're, they're starting to build new communities and put out new homes and stuff like that. And, you know, from a marketing perspective, they do that stuff first and then it hits the market. So, I, I mean, hopefully consumer confidence continues to grow and yeah, real estate stays booming and most of can have lots and lots of money. Right. And Jen can have even more money. Yeah, I know. Jen has more money. Yacht. Yeah. Because yeah. she's got the lawyer yacht. Yeah. And I yeah, just have the, the, the little yacht. miniature. <laughs> she's, once we're done with the I've got like the tugboat that's like behind. I'm like holding on to it. Awesome. Yeah. You want to? wrap up or uh, oh, that's what that sign was is I'm sorry. that what that yeah, that was... he's waving at me like oh well of course so mm. <laughs> well thank you i'll Jason, just edit this part out here. later well thank you guys for having me here <laughs> i'm looking forward to ben's lawyer joke of the week i doubt he has it ready i doubt maybe. he does as well um, oh don't i <laughs> uh, let's take care of housekeeping first as ben Fair enough. feverishly to find his joke if you would like to follow us on social media, you can find us on Facebook. That is our primary landing page where you can comment, get news, suggest topics, ask questions, or check and see if we're alive. We promise we won't let that happen again. Seriously. Yeah. No, thank you for checking, though. We appreciate yes. that. If you are already following us, thank you. We love you. 
You can also follow Boxland Media on Facebook as well. We do lots of things up to and including putting out the fine print with Attorney General out and the Merton's Guide to Home Ownership every single week uh, or every other week with Jen's. So Sorry. It's, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's but uh, uh, you can follow me on social as well. I, I haven't really been doing the Twitter thing and I'm kind of, I don't know, I'm a little over it. And, and, and honestly, current events kind of exhaust me right now. I don't like right Twitter now. either. So, I don't uh, get it. Facebook, uh, Instagram, if you really want to find me there, I'll, I'll let you follow me there too. But, uh, um, so kind of you, Ben. But, yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. If you're new to the show, welcome. We hope you come back. If you like the show, we'd appreciate it if you'd take a few minutes out of your very busy day, head over to iTunes and rate and review us. It helps us out with our visibility on the world's largest podcast repository. And finally, we would like to thank all of you, our listeners, uh, for your continued support and, 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 following the show. It means a lot to us. Thank you. And uh, if you are new to the show, remember sharing is caring. Or old to the show. You or can old share. To the show. Yeah, share anything. I mean, if this is the kind of thing that's relevant. And before we go too much further into the, the joke of the week territory, which I will have both of you notice, have I typed anything on my machine? No, he has not. No, to, to, has be, not. to be so, honest, he has not. Um, uh, but uh, Jason, uh, let's let's talk a little bit about what you're doing uh, with the, the Merton's Guide to Home Ownership. Yeah, I have a, a new podcast that's kind of dealing with all facets of home ownership. Um, right now, we're kind of in the middle of the buying process, um, but then we're going to move forward into you know what kind of repairs, if you know when you need to like, do kind of maintenance type of. Things. Yeah, we're kind of focused on like everything like pre-buying your first home, like before you get to that stage and kind of going kind of in, in relatively chronological order. Relative. We kind of get sidetracked a little bit. Stuff, yeah. But, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, but, you know, then, you know, once you own your home, what do you do then and who do you call and that sort of thing. So it's just kind of an info dump for anybody who has gotten into the real estate world. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, great for if you're thinking about buying a home, if you own a home, if you're thinking about um, investing in, in real estate, um, I want to kind of get dab into that as well. So absolutely. Yeah. And that's available on iTunes. That's available on SoundCloud. Uh, the easiest place to find that is on uh, uh, facebook.com slash the Mertens guide. Um, that's M-E-R-T-E-N-S uh, guide. And uh, you can also look up Box Lane Media, and we've got links to everything through there as well. But, uh, yeah, so, uh, uh, Jen, are you uh, looking forward to this week's uh, joke of the week? Can't wait. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, all insulted and stuffed. I actually was able to find one that is actually real estate related. This Ooh, week. wow. Fancy. So, how many agents does it take <laughs> to change a light bulb? Oh, boy. Cool. It's insulting this, you. What, why did I get nabbed into this? Because <laughs> I've run out of lawyer well, jokes. Okay, fair enough. Awesome. How All right, many? let's. How many? Six. Okay. No good reason. That's just how it's always been. All right, folks. Well, until next time, I'm Ben Edenthal. And I'm Jen Rout. Uh, reminding you that ignorance of the law excuses no man from following it. All right, folks. We'll see you next time. This program is meant to be informative in nature and does not constitute actual legal advice or form an attorney-client relationship in any way. Views and opinions stated in this program are solely the views and opinions of the speaker. Each situation is different. Always consult an attorney in your state to analyze your specific legal needs. This program may change your views of attorneys in general, as they are not what they seem on TV. I mean, seriously. Could the main character in Suits actually exist in real life? Boxland Media. Think big.